Welcome to A Couple and Some Cameras with your hosts, Adam and Becca. Whether you're in front or behind the camera or just want to hang out, you've come to the right place. Cue the intro. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Becca. <laughs> it's good to see you guys again. So, Adam, what have you been up to lately? Well, I'm currently making my way through Words of Radiance, which is the second book in the Stormlight Archive, and it's good. It's good. It's good. It's a long book. I made a promise to myself I was going to read 30 books this year. So, naturally, I start off with 1,000-page fantasy novels. As you would. Yeah. Why not challenge yourself, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy because it's the first, well, the first one I finished already. So, it's the first book I finished since like 2019 so it feels good wow feels good to read it does feel good to read i love having some hot tea in a book it's my favorite what are you doing what am i doing <laughs> oh we're watching love is blind season two <laughs> love is blind is oh my god okay if you haven't watched it like do yourself a favor <laughs> it's juicy it's hilarious if you're not aware of the concept of love is blind you take I don't know, a handful of men, handful of women, and it's it's a s sections of the show. So they start off; they're each in separate rooms. They can't see each other. All they can do is they talk. can't see each other until they propose. Yeah, they have to. They talk to each other. They decide. They try to get to know each other without seeing each other first, and then once they propose, they're allowed to see each other. So, I do have a um, grievance with the show, and it's very much lacking inclusivity as far as like. They separate the guys and the girls, so it's like yeah, it's only only straight relationships. Yeah, that's kind of mm, don't love that, but yeah. everything else is like pretty entertaining. <laughs> they do a good job with diversity, at least. Yeah, but it's it's just it's interesting because you also really get to know them as people. Like one of the guys, like you start to hate him at first because he's like asking. So, uh, would I be able to put you on my shoulders if I was at a music concert? Yeah, but then you dive into his insecurities and he becomes a really, yeah. And then the guy you think is like a teddy bear is kind of a player. He's like, he's, he's really leading people on. Yeah. Juicy! It's juicy. You should watch it if you haven't yet. Becca, what are we talking about today? Today, we have a special episode for our wedding photographers and videographers. This could be applied to multiple things, but we are going to go into four ways to overcome fears about shooting your first wedding as and, a lead, as like a lead. Yeah. And I'm sure if you're new to it, there are a lot of those fears. I was trying to remember back to when you and I were shooting our first wedding and it's really hard to remember those feelings. I remember now. starting out, I would, uh, check my fitbit heart rate after yeah. a ceremony and as leading up to the kiss i was a wreck internally so nervous but now i know that the kiss is like the easiest part of the day to get well you just can't miss unless it unless they like do something you aren't expecting <laughs> like a couple that never seems to be a dip kiss kind of couple goes for like a deep dip and you're like wait <laughs> my focus <laughs> yeah i think like for me, going into my first wedding, what I was most nervous about was posing, maybe? Even though we had posing experience or also, like, doing it in front of others. Posing is hard because you it's kind of like a performance. you got to know what you want them to do. You, and you have to explain to a couple in a way where they 
don't get uncomfortable. Yeah. For Adam and I, we have a little cheat because we can just like show the pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can demonstrate. Yeah. So shooting your first wedding can be a very nerve wracking experience. And let's be honest, like I still get nervous sometimes, even though I'm on over 100 weddings. There's just sometimes things you can't control, situations, clients sometimes can be challenging. Like there's just sometimes aspects where I'm kind of nervous going into a wedding and we want to help kind of eliminate that or help you know that you really are the best for the job. The first thing is you got to know they booked you. They chose you to be there. They saw your work. They said, I want that person to capture my wedding. And they paid you money to be there. And you got to remember that you are qualified. You were, you're there for a reason. Yeah. It's not a fluke. Yeah. They, I mean, there are literally thousands, if not more photographers in your area, probably. And they chose you out of everyone. They looked at other people. You didn't like force them into a corner and say, you have to hire me. Like they chose you. They chose to give you money and put their faith in you. They want you there. They like your editing. They like how you do things. They like you as a person. Yeah, they chose you. Second is make sure you prepare in advance. Make sure you have your gear ready to go. Make sure it's packed in the bag the way you want it. Make sure your batteries are charged. Cards clear. Yeah, make sure the cards are clear because you don't want to get to a wedding and have a full card be like, oh God, have I backed this up or not? You yeah. want to, you want to be prepared. Yeah. Every, every wedding before every single one of our weddings, I get all of our gear ready packed. I make sure every battery we own is charged. I make sure I have extra batteries for my audio equipment. And I also make sure every single card is wiped. But before I wipe them, I double check that everything's backed up on the cloud or backed up somewhere. We're completed. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, all, Adam does all of our gear backing up because he he's just got the system down. But he always does it the day before the wedding because that way we're not rushing around like crazy people the day of. But sometimes if it's just him, he's not. I I have a I get really anxious if I feel like things are tight. And so he'll, if I'm shooting a wedding, he for sure does that like the day, the day before everything's packed, ready for me, even if I have like eight hours that morning for it to go. Yeah. It, it helps me like knowing stuff like that, like knowing, okay, it's going to help me sleep at night. If my gear's ready to go, my bag is packed. It's going to help me sleep at night. If my coffee's ready to get poured, you know, yeah, I've had one situation where uh, some of the batteries didn't charge. I think it was like they were on outlets that, are connected to a light switch and the light switch got turned off. Oh. So I had some charged, but I, throughout the day at the wedding, I was like finding outlets so I could charge the rest of my batteries. So, yeah. So just think of stuff like that. Like, can you bring a battery charger with you? So the third one is your girl's favorite, of course, because I love a nice plan. And so the third one is have a plan. And this really encompasses quite a few things. It is making a timeline, whether it's a really in-depth timeline that you make for an entire wedding day for your client or getting a timeline from a wedding planner or even just knowing, okay, I'm arriving at this time, I'm doing the ceremony at this time, leaving at this time. Have a timeline so you know what to expect throughout the day. You also want to make sure that the wedding couple is in on your plan as well. Yeah, I confirm it with them. Your timeline. Yeah. You don't have to give them that you're going to stop at Starbucks at 9 a.m. and then drive and 
And then with that is like, so your timeline with that, I always recommend having a backup plan for your timeline. So when I'm building a timeline, I always, always bake in room for error because like if you're traveling somewhere between the ceremony and reception, if Google says it takes 10 minutes, you should double that. Also <laughs> count on most couples running not, behind, not being as concerned about moving quickly as you are yes and that's something to so on wedding day even if the couple is like super laid back which is great it makes your life easier and the timeline but sometimes the timeline can get way behind you don't want to stress them out and be like oh my gosh the timeline's so far behind you want to be like if they're like oh are we behind you're like no no but let's get moving yeah i'll straight i've lied to bride's face before like the I, because you don't want to stress them out. Sometimes I was, one one time a bride was really nervous about family photos taking forever because the ceremony went long. I was like, "Listen, we're only five minutes behind schedule," and she goes, "Oh, perfect." But in my mind, I'm like, "We are in DefCon five. We got to wrap this up." Yeah, and so with that, like we pretty much like we bake in backup plans so that we know. Okay, and and Adam and I know that we set a longer amount of time aside for portraits because we know we can do portraits in a very small amount of time if we have to. Not ideal, but if we have to. So we set up a good amount of time. So that way if family photos go long, if travel goes long, you know, stuff like this, you have time throughout your timeline to kind of soak that back in. Backup plans also include like, we kind of think through, okay, if we wake up and we can't go to the wedding, like especially now with the pandemic, if we were to test positive for COVID, what's our plan? How do we support the client? How do we make sure that wedding is gonna go well without us? Check the weather, always know the weather. My Midwest wedding, vendors like the weather is a nightmare we always have umbrellas in our car some nice photo worthy umbrellas yeah trendy looking umbrellas yeah um because you just never know and then be positive with the weather too like okay if you go into it and you're like the weather is crap then you're gonna be kind of negative and your clients really feed off of your energy yeah don't consistently talk about if you don't want to be highlighting bad situations. You yeah. want to be a positive force. Yeah, in their like day. Adam and I try really hard to absorb any stress. That's why if a timeline's running behind, like if something is off, we bring it to the couple only if they need to approve a significant change. Otherwise, like say the timeline's really off and we need to eliminate something, or we need to be like, okay, well we're not gonna, we don't have time to do X Y Z, or we need to push X Y Z back. So we would, if there was a wedding planner, we'd first talk to the wedding planner and be like, what do you think? Um, about if we change the timeline like this and then the wedding couple like we really just want them to be present to enjoy the day and so if you kind of just think through okay what can i do to plan in advance to not stress them out and to like kind of absorb some of that stress and keep a really positive environment and weather can be a big hindrance like if it's raining outside a couple can be like really stressed about it because everyone likes outdoor photos if it's cloudy, they can be like, oh, I really wanted sunny photos. Just remind them that really cloudy photos are better. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, like sunset photos are nice, but like harsh sun is nowhere near as nice as a cloudy day. Some other things to consider within your plan that Adam and I always bake in that really eliminates stress for us is we always arrive early. We know how long it takes to get somewhere and we assume it will take significantly longer. For example, I have a wedding today down in Louisville. It's a two hour drive. I'm probably gonna leave an hour early. Probably, yeah, because like an hour, that sounds crazy, but like I'd, ra I'd rather get there like 30 minutes early and have some downtime. Yeah. Rather than like it's 
15 minutes till and my GPS is saying yeah. 15 and minutes especially out. today it's snowing. So you could run into like backed up traffic or you might have to drive slower, you know? So yeah. it's just always plan to leave early, always plan to leave early. And then backup gear. Yeah. We always have, well, you always have two cameras with you. So that way if one fails. And even if you're just starting out, like it's your first wedding, your second camera doesn't have to be as nice as your first one either. Yeah. We used to, we used to start off with, I had a 7D. A Canon 7D. Yeah. And Becca was running around with a, my T3i. Yeah. So that way if... Which, for those who don't know gear that, well, that is or... a very... In, Becca's camera, the T3i, was a very introductory yeah. camera. Nothing like what we use now. But of course, like we're, we're in a totally different space now. But with that, Adam had a decent camera and then the backup camera was a functional camera, would take good photos, edit well, all that stuff, yeah. but it definitely wasn't as good as the other one. So you don't need to be like, oh my God, I have to invest in a brand, like two brand new cameras. If you can, great. But if you can't, then that's okay. Yeah. Luckily, the way we shoot now, we always just happen to have backups yeah. anyway. Like We're Becca, literally Becca, swimming in cameras. Becca has two cameras. That way, if one fails, she's got a second one. Yeah, I shoot I, at all times. Yeah. I've got my main camera, but I've also got my two cameras that I use for the sides, which are... For video. Yeah, yeah for video. So if, if I need to, I can use those. Yeah, and then when we work together as well, like Adam has three cameras, I have two. So we even can like use backup between the two of us and, and we have we, backup cards, backup yeah. flashes, backup batteries. And all the cameras we have two cards going at once that way. If one decides I don't want to hold this wedding footage anymore, the second one has it safe. Yeah. Save the day. Cool. So that's kind of the have a plan. Really the best thing with the having the plan I think can really, really help with overcoming fears because think through what you know normally would stress you out or make you anxious and bake it into your plan i think the worst part about, about and have a snack the worst <laughs> uh case scenario on a wedding day is a surprise that you can't adjust for and most of the time that's gear and you want to be able to to have backup plans for your gear. yeah just always have two cameras even if it's, you don't use them the whole time, even if one is literally a backup backup and you don't want to use it, surprises, just have it. Yeah. And a backup lens. Yes, absolutely. Surprises outside of gear, there's more off, always a solution for them. Yeah. Like a, needing a new location or like wardrobe malfunction. There's always, there's always a solution to those problems. Yeah. But gear is where you have all the control and you need to be ready. Yeah, like um, let's see, two weeks ago, I was doing a shoot. Oh yeah. It wasn't, it was, it was a, it wasn't a, like a wedding, but my tried and true lens, I love my, it's a really nice lens. It's a L series 35 millimeter and oh, she's my girl. And she broke in the middle of the shoot. I was devastated. It just stopped focusing. It just stopped. We need and to it send was, it in. It was surprising because it worked like earlier that morning i mean i use it all the time i yeah i've literally been using it that you've been using it that day like yeah. it it is our tried and true 35 millimeter is what i use for literally everything but we had backup gear even though like the shoots we were doing that day were not a wedding they were just there was a lifestyle shoot and yeah, then luckily a it was a very, shoot. luckily the branding it was a very low stakes shoot yeah it was it was um there weren't people involved and so adam was 
And even then, it wouldn't matter. We had our backup gear. Like, we still planned, so we had a backup lens. Yeah, we threw on the 50, and which is a little tighter, but it does the job. Yeah. Adam likes the 50. I I don't dislike the 50. I just really love – I normally, when I shoot with two cameras, I use the 35 and the 85 millimeter. I think the 35 is the most versatile. Yeah, for, for weddings especially. If I – like, during portraits at a wedding, Adam loves the 85. I love the 85. But like a wedding day, you can literally shoot an entire wedding on a 35. Yeah, I love the 85, but the 35 can literally do it all. Yeah. The 85 oh, cannot. She is, she's a special gal. But she's broken. She needs to go to the hospital. <laughs> she's been kind of broken for a while now. The, the, the little, there's a little um, bump in the lens where the you can turn off manual focus or autofocus. And it's every now and again, it'll just come off. It's still attached to the wires, but I got to push it back yeah. in and try to forget about it. Yeah, so guess, we I need guess. to get a new one. And so now we're like, we're going to see if it can be repaired. But also we really want to switch our cameras to mirrorless. So, and those use different lenses. And so we're like, well, if we have to buy the new lens, if we end up having to buy a new lens, does it make sense to just go ahead and switch to mirrorless? Which of course is a much bigger investment than buying one lens, but yeah. we really want those, really like those mirrorless cameras. So yeah. Especially for video, you can back up to two cards for video, right? Yeah. yeah. But you can't do for video on the Canon 5D that we use. I cannot. All right, Adam, you want to take the last one? The last is arguably the most important, and that is to buy an outfit that you feel comfortable in. It might see, seem silly that we say that it's the most important, but it can be so impactful on your confidence. How, how you feel while taking photos, because at the end of the day, um, portraits and taking photos of families, it's a performance and you're the star of that show. And remember, this goes back to the first one, doing stuff like that, they chose you. They like how you do portraits. They like how you shoot things. They like working with you. So you, so you want to feel confident and comfortable. Comfortable is probably the most important because you're yes. going to be on your feet all day. So finding shoes that look nice, but don't kill your feet. Yeah. And, and a sh outfit that looks professional, but you can still move around in. Yeah. Like I, I wear the exact same outfit to pretty much every wedding because I feel, well, I have not the same one. Like I have two of them, but I feel so confident in it. I feel so comfortable in it. And I feel comfortable in it because it's a black jumpsuit that I believe is actually like athleisure, but it looks so, it looks so nice and it just fits me super well. And so if I'm having a day where I'm not feeling super confident in my body or whatever, that jumpsuit, it always feels great. It always feels good. And then I can just pair it with, if it's a fancy wedding, I could pair it with a blazer. I could pair it with a cardigan for, or I can just wear it. If, if it's a hot summer wedding, just no jacket at all. We were in uh, Florida a couple weeks ago. Oh my ago, gosh, living my best life. It was probably like 50, 60 degrees, which you guys, I'm currently, hot. currently it's, <laughs> it's frigid in, Colum in uh, Columbus. We're in Indianapolis now, in Indiana, but down there, it was nice for us, but people, the guests were wearing coats. Yeah. The <laughs> bride's father who we love this man, sweetest man, but he had like a puffer coat under his tux jacket because <laughs> he was so cold. And I'm literally walking around in my like tank top, um, not tank top, but the, the top of my jumper is like sleeveless. And I'm living my best life and all these people in the, you could tell who was from Indiana and who was from 
Florida. Yeah. Because all of us from Indiana were like, this is so nice. And everyone from Florida was like, I'm so cold. <laughs> no, I remember when we got it. It's, it's funny when you drive to somewhere warm from somewhere cold. Oh, and yeah. the first time you get out of the car and it's like nice out, it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. And even then, like the people around us probably thought we were crazy for dressing like it was summer. Yeah. Adam, what do you like to wear for a wedding? What makes you feel confident? I have a mixture of button-ups. Um, ideally, I really like the ones that have a little pocket in the front so I can put like lens caps and stuff. Yeah. Pockets. Uh, pockets are key. My jumper has pockets yeah, for po- sure. Pockets are key. Um, Becca also has a fanny pack too. Yeah, because I'm like fancy. It's nice to have a fanny pack. This is a good tip. If you have, especially if you don't have one camera. I think the trendy way of calling them now is waist belt or waist per- belt purses. I think you're making that up. I don't know. I saw it on some Netflix show and I was like, it's a fanny pack. <laughs> anyway, um, it's nice to have a fanny pack if you only have one camera because you're going to going to want to be changing lenses often. Yeah. So a fanny pack is a good way to store your lens. That way you don't have to like be digging yeah, through your bag. Yeah, I, I put my phone in there. I put a snack in there. I put uh, a mask if I'm like need an extra one, cards, batteries, anything that I might need when I can't get to my bag is in there. Yeah. Uh, so I wear a button up, sometimes long sleeve, sometimes short sleeve, depending on the weather. Uh, I have nice dress pants that I wear. When I say dress pants, they're like khakis. They're not like dress dress pants. Adam pretty much always dresses nicely. So his, so for me, I'm pretty much always in athleisure. Like I, I don't know if it's from like being in collegiate athletics. I don't know. I just like feel so comfortable in athleisure. And so it's comical when you see Adam and I, cause Adam like literally just naturally dresses nicely. Like he just, I'm always in like leggings and he's in like nice pants like, like he says khakis, they're nicer than that. They're like, maybe so they're different colored, like nice dress pants and like nice shirts. And <laughs> we're just like, hi. <laughs> so weddings for you, you kind of wear what you wear normally, only like a nicer, yeah. slightly nicer shirt or something. And then I wear um, some dark sneakers. Yeah, guys are lucky they can get by with these dark sneakers. I found, I finally, I think for um women the shoes can be really challenging um if it is depending i kind of adjust my shoes depending on the type of wedding it is like if i think i'm gonna get in a muddy situation or it's a really hot outdoor wedding i'm gonna be in like um not in an indoor venue then i might even wear like black chacos because uh, they look pretty nice and that way I can just like not destroy a pair of shoes because chakras are pretty versatile and then for I have I sometimes wear like I often will wear heeled booties or um, I have a new pair of black and white like nice sh- uh, kind of like sneakers but they look nicer because ladies sneakers don't always look that nice uh, for my outfit so one thing that goes hand in hand with this one and the last point um, to, in terms of being prepared, uh, you want to make sure that your outfit follows venue rules. Yes. Oh, my where, gosh. So a lot of churches will have strict rules about what you can and cannot wear. And you need to, need to know this. Otherwise, they might not let you in. There was a church we worked at this past fall that will forever be ingrained in my mind. It was it honestly like made me kind of 
angry, <laughs> but they literally like, <laughs> anyways, but you, you couldn't like, you had to wear, even though it was a hot day, you had to wear a turtleneck. Like women could not show their clavicle bones. And I was like, how am I supposed to tell my teen that they can't like, I mean, I did and we all, all the late and for guys, it was not all black, as stressful, all but... black, no rubber shoes. Yeah. No rubber soles, but yeah. So it was a bit annoying, but most churches it's more, it's not quite that extreme. It's just like, you seem to be aware. Yeah. And if you're shooting a black tie affair, then you probably should be dressing in very formal clothes as well. You don't want to go to a black tie affair and then be wearing like jeans. Yikes. 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 Because you don't want to stand out. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and you don't have to wear all black either. Like if you have a skin tone that you don't like wearing black, you don't have to wear black. It's more, again, it comes back to like what you feel really comfortable in. So I personally love black. <laughs> yeah. But so I hope that this helps you feel ready and more confident when you're going into your very first wedding or even if you have experience in weddings but you just kind of i hope some of these ideas can help you eliminate some of that stress you can have yeah so adam just believe in yourself you can do this yeah what are we gonna share on the next episode to really um help them believe in themselves we're gonna have some affirmations for you guys yeah we're gonna, next we're gonna, episode. We're gonna tell you it's all gonna be okay Next episode, we're literally going to, we're going to have an episode where you can come back to it whenever you need a confidence boost. So be on the lookout. It'll be really nice. I might listen to it. <laughs> so Adam, where can they find us? We're on Instagram at a couple and some cameras. You can also see us at Adam and Becca. You can check out what Air Davis Media is up to and go visit our website, a couple and some cameras.com slash podcast. Until next week. Bye.